Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. All right, let's do it. It's the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel Brzezinski, the Breeze Man, with Mike Kapler, the Cap, getting together for our weekly chat on the grace of God. Over 700 podcasts that you can go back to if you want to. They're all archived there at growingingrace.org. And, of course, on uh, many of the uh, podcasting sites as well. So uh, you could probably use your iPhone. You could use your Android. You can use your computer. And uh, you can, I'm sure, go to any app and you'll be able to find us. And, again, of course, everything all located at growingandgrace.org as well. So we've been talking, Cap, about some of the, the foundational aspects of life in Christ. And by foundational, we mean a solid rock of a foundation, uh, because these things that we have, like we've been talking about, perfection, righteousness, sanctification, these are things that have been given to us as a gift by God. And it's all based upon an oath that God made to himself, not our oaths or promises. You know, you've heard the whole promise keepers thing. It's nothing wrong with making a promise or keeping a promise to somebody. I mean, but God is not going to be dependent upon our promises because we cannot fulfill our promises to God. If we say, God, I promise I will never do X again or never do Y again, I'll never do this again, God doesn't say, oh, okay, I'm sure you'll never do that again. It's nothing like that. But when God makes a promise that my son is going to be the sacrifice, the once-for-all sacrifice for sins, we can count on that. That's why what we have in Christ is on a solid rock, Christ himself, the solid rock. So what's up, Mr. Kapler? When I was in high school, I told God that very thing, that I'm not going to do X, I'm not going to do Y. At the time, I was talking about algebra, <laughs> but I didn't like it. Uh, but I, I found out years later, as I started doing, even though I didn't want to do algebra, Joel, I, I, I started doing the math, the spiritual math, <laughs> uh, the arithmetic, and the numbers were not adding up with what I had been hearing for so many years in evangelical Christianity on a number of fronts, including this one, the subject of forgiveness from God, hmm. because I had spent years on spiritual roller coasters, performance roller coasters, sometimes not doing so well, other times reaching peaks that I never thought I would reach in, in my performance and dedication to the Christian life, right? So yeah, sometimes good, sometimes not so good. When it was good, you felt more confident. When you were struggling, not so much. I can um, relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so the, the thing is, though, is even at the pinnacle of your Christian performance and all of these great things that you might be doing out there, uh, sharing Jesus with people, helping them get saved, Bible studies, church stuff. We did Christian radio for a long time and, and you know, all these different things that you might be doing out there for God. Even then, even then, deep down inside, you know you're still falling short. And I was constantly in this mindset where I, I felt that I needed to seek forgiveness from God again for whatever. 
it wasn't even always for something I did wrong. It was just feeling like maybe I'm not doing enough. And uh, that's why I I love Andrew Farley's testimony. It's kind of powerful, you know, in uh, The Naked Gospel. And he talks about uh, in his book how some of these things in his life, because, you know, Andrew was trying his guts out to to do everything that a a Christian could do. And and no matter how many people he he would lead to the Lord, it was never enough. You you were always in this place of needing to seek some sort of I don't know, a a renewed something from God, whether it was a new forgiveness, some sort of a rededication effort on your part, a new commitment of some kind. I'm going to get baptized again. I'm going to say the sinner's prayer again. I'm just going to ask God, I'm going to confess my sins. And uh, I can't remember all of them, but, you know, God, forgive them anyway. And and this goes on and on and on. And it was a miserable place to be. I'm sure many of our listeners can relate to this. I went through it for uh, much of my Christian life until I started walking into this grace entrance that uh, popped up in 1994 for me. So, Joel, uh, I think one of the things that began to change my life as I was growing in my early days of, of this grace message is when I heard it said that God has forgiven us not only f- for sins up to this moment, which is what I used to think, but he's forgiven all sins past, present, and future. And that started to take the pressure off of me because it also helped me begin to see what I hadn't seen for many years, and that was the unconditional love that God had for us and how it was demonstrated through that finished work of Jesus Christ. Mm, Yeah, and someone might ask, well, how can God have already forgiven my future sins when I haven't committed them yet? Well, when... Did this forgiveness happen? When did Jesus become the once-for-all offering for sin? Now, that was around 2,000 years ago. How many sins had you committed at that time? (laughs) How many of your sins at that time were future sins? (laughs) All of them. And so through that one offering, that is how we have the remission of sins. And Hebrews 10, 18 says there is remission of these. As we get started here, we might end up taking a podcast or two on this particular subject. We'll see how it goes. But the uh, word sometimes comes across as remission of sins or sometimes forgiveness of sins. It's the same word in the original Greek language. It's um, Strong's 859, if you want to look it up. Sometimes it's translated as remission of sins. Sometimes it's translated as forgiveness, but it's the same thing. So where there is forgiveness or where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. It's talking about this one offering that Jesus Christ provided for us. God says their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is remission or forgiveness of, of these, There is no longer an offering for sin. So there was the one offering, and that provided the remission or the forgiveness of sins. There's never, ever going to be another offering. That's why all of your past, present, and future sins are already forgiven, because it happened on the cross 2,000 years ago through that one offering of Jesus. And so, you know, that kind of goes against this idea that humans have of forgiveness, I'm reminded, Cap, and you're a big, huge Cubs fan, and um, you, of course, will remember the year 2003 in Cubs history (laughs) with the the Steve Bartman incident. 
It was uh, game was it game six of uh, the National League Championship Series, I think. And uh, if the Cubs won that game, they would have gone on. They would have moved ahead to the World Series. Uh, is that right? That is correct. Yep. And so a foul ball is hit by the opposing team, Miami, and it was uh, could have been possibly maybe caught by the Cubs outfielder. Nobody knows for sure. But uh, one of the fans in attendance, Steve Bartman, kind of interfered. The ball ended up not being caught. And long story short, you can look up this for yourself. We won't get into all the details here. But the fans were, needless to say, a little bit upset, maybe a lot upset, at Steve Bartman when it became known who he was. And uh, so there was a period of time, maybe some years went by when the fans were upset with Steve Bartman. He had to go into hiding for a while at least. But then over time, over a period of time, years went by and people began to reach out to him and forgiveness began to take place within the community. Uh, and, and uh, you know, other people may have a different recollection, recollection of this, but I remember reading things about this so over time, then they would reach out to him. They would offer him, you know, twenty-five thousand dollars to do a signing, or a hundred thousand dollars to do this or that, which he all he declined it all. But the point is, is that they were reaching out to him. Some fans wanted him when the Cubs made it to the uh, World Series. Some people started a GoFundMe thing to get him to be able to go. He declined that. But the point is, over time, people began to forgive. Steve Bartman for his perceived failure in 2003. That the whole the only reason I bring this up is because that is kind of a human forgiveness where time goes by, people begin to feel differently about things and they might begin to say, "You know what? We shouldn't really be so hard on this person. Maybe we can forgive." That is not how God operates. That's how humans operate. That's, that's human forgiveness. God's forgiveness, and, and, and I bring this up because we really need to get this in our minds and in our hearts, that God's forgiveness was one time, and it was for all. When you sin, when you do something ungodly, you don't need a passage of time to go by. You don't need God to eventually change his feelings about you from bad to good, because he never did. When you, when you commit that horrible, terrible act, God has already provided the forgiveness for that 2,000 years ago. You are already in his grace. And I'm sorry I took a long time with this little thing here, but I, I really hope that we can understand that God's forgiveness was provided one time, and it covers all of your sin, everything that you've ever committed. And I'm sure we'll talk more about this next week, but with a couple minutes left, I'll let you get back in here, Cap. Um, yeah, and you know, there were many of us <laughs> Cub fans who, from the, mo the first moment of that incident, we, we, I, I felt compassion for him instantly. And when I saw people throwing beer and everything on him and he had to be ushered out of there by security for his own safety, I, I was just, I was embarrassed for the fans. I, I thought they were the, the real problem, not, mm. not Mr. Bartman. Mm -hmm. And your you, you, good point though, is that the, the way we think about forgiving others is, is often quite different from how God has demonstrated his forgiveness for us through Jesus Christ. And, you know, we're, we're context people here on Growing in Grace. 
we're careful about, you know, versology, so to speak, because you can lose the context. But one of my favorite verses, if I had one, was the one you were talking about in, in Hebrews ten eighteen, where forgiveness occurs, where that has come, where it's it's there, it's it's complete. Then there's no longer an offering. Jesus doesn't have to offer forgiveness again. He doesn't have to offer himself again. And we see in the chapter before that, in Hebrews uh, chapter 9, under the law, basically what it really meant, what the writer was talking about there with Moses and all the, the blood things that were going on with the sacrifices and that, that things, uh, with, without that shedding of the blood under that law, there was no remission, there was no forgiveness to be had. And the forgiveness that they did have did not leave them in a place of rest it left them in a, in a place of needing more forgiveness because the sins were never actually taken away. They were only atoned for. They were only covered up, like throwing a rug over a stain on the carpet. It was still there. Jesus took it away. And so that's the good news here about forgiveness. And I think you're right, Joel. We'll probably have to do another program on this. Uh, sounds good to me. Uh, more on the once-for-all forgiveness that we've received in Jesus Christ, the one sacrifice the one offering, the one time forgiveness was dished out. <laughs> Talking about more of that next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.